If you want to stand out, you've got to learn how to communicate more clearly and more effectively the results that you help people get or the unique method in which you use or the kind of person you want walking in your door and the kind of experience and community that you offer your clients, right? You have to get clear on how you are going to make yourself different. And that comes with you being hyper aware of and watching and being really clear on what the big name people are doing. So your step one is to follow and analyze the big name players in your space. Hi, my name is Jess and I am your host here on the Social Strategy Slayer Show, where we talk all things social media for entrepreneurs. Specifically though, how to build your influence and consistently land your ideal clients through the content you're putting out there without you needing to sacrifice your authenticity, your time, or without you needing to run a bunch of expensive ad campaigns. Let's dive in. Hope you guys are doing great today. I'm really excited to dive into this topic because so many people don't know how to do this. Um, so what we're talking about today is how to keep your finger on the pulse when it comes to what people can expect from the fitness industry or whatever industry it is that you are in. So here's the truth. I want to tell you guys something that I recently experienced as a guest um, attending an event that had 30 plus fitness businesses. So I was at an event. I had 30 plus fitness business owners and I was sharing with them what I expect to be a part of a fitness service, whether it be online, whether it be um, a membership site, whether it be a studio, like what do I expect as a user, especially given the price point that I am buying at, what do I expect from fitness businesses? And what happened was that I shared with them what I expect and none of them knew what I was talking about and like where that was coming from. And I told them like, hey, you know, um, I expect now if I'm going to sign up for a gym, I'm expecting there to be nutrition help. I'm expecting there to be nutrition support or whatever that might be, right? Whatever you are a business owner, you have to think about where the market and the industry is going and what your customers and consumers expect from you as someone who has a business in that industry. In fitness specifically, all of the big box um, gyms, all of the online at-home equipment apps and things like that, they have a certain level that they are offering. And if your customer is going to pay more to work with you, you have to know what they expect so you can stay on top of that and communicate it effectively. So when I was in this room, I had um, mentioned that Weight Watchers and Orange Theory are partnering together and nobody knew what I was talking about. Everyone was like, what are you talking about? Because we basically what was happening was there was a, hot, a business hot seat happening and one of my clients was at the front getting hot seated and they're a nutrition company that works with gyms where basically they're your built-in nutrition pro accountability program and they help you get your clients better results. And I was shocked that half of the room was like, well, how does that help me? Like, I don't have the nutrition right now, but how does that help me? And I was like, hey guys, not a fitness pro here, like a person who goes 
and works with people and works out with people, I a hundred percent would expect that to be a part of your gym. Like I would a million percent expect you to be offering nutrition support. If you are a studio owner, no matter what, like fitness and nutrition are not separate things anymore. Even though you think they are, your consumer might not think that. And if you don't offer that, and there's a specific reason why, you better be doing a really, really good job in your marketing talking about why you don't do it and why they're separate and educating people on why you view them to be separate things and why you focus on the one specific thing and you do it really, really good. But most of the time, you're just posting celebration pics, in-body pics, whatever. You're not really doing a good job of educating people on what it is that you do and why you do it that way and why you think the way you think and why your systems are set up to be the specific way that they are set up. So it's really important. Um, but what I want to get back to here is how can you actually stay in the loop? Because I know that fitness is really fast moving. There is a million things that people can do. There's a million options out there that are at home, that are in person. And it's really hard to know what's going on. Like if you ever look at a Tonal online or a Peloton, you will see how many ads you get served of other bike companies and workout equipment companies. I mean, it is crazy how much innovation is happening in fitness and how fast it's moving. And you, a lot of times, are so focused on your own business that you're not looking at what's coming and what, like, where things are going. And you always want to make sure you're two steps ahead of your market, not two steps behind. And what I find is that most fitness business owners are about a mile behind in terms of their marketing and what they're offering and how they're positioning their offer. So no shade if that's you, but you got to catch up. So the first thing that I want to point out to you is that your ideal client is probably aware of these other developments in the market. Are you aware of them? How you how aware of them are you? And here is specifically how you can start to showcase yourself as an expert. Because if someone's coming to me as an expert in social media, I know things specifically about Instagram that the average user doesn't know, right? I know things about, you know, organic marketing that the average user doesn't know. What I don't know about is Facebook ads. It's a totally different beast. I don't run ads. Ads versus paid ad, like ads versus organic are completely different beasts. They're completely different ball games or different types of marketing and they're different skill sets completely. Now, in my marketing, I teach you that. And I explained to you why that is. And I also have experts I can refer you to who are amazing at Facebook ads. So that's something you want to keep in mind. If it's something that your, you know, customer or client struggles with, but you don't know how to articulate that to them, that's going to be a problem too. But when you're an expert and you can at least understand, I can talk Facebook ads all day. I know what everything means. I know how to do them. It's just not my zone of genius. So I would hand you to somebody who it is their zone of genius, right? Um, so... What I want to say on how I keep up with the fitness industry and with social media. So this is another thing you want to think about um, is what is your niche, right? What's your niche? I know that's a really challenging thing um, for many fitness business owners is to think about who are you serving? Who is that specific ideal client, right? Because that's the starting point. But the first thing you want to do is follow and analyze the big names in your space. That is key. Like it is key, key, key. Why? 
I don't want you comparing yourself or being mad at Peloton or Tonal or Beachbody or whatever it is, because a lot of people use those online subscriptions and love them and it really helps them. It doesn't mean that it's going to that's going to replace your offer. It actually might complement your offer. You might think about, does my ideal client have a Peloton or a piece of at-home equipment, an elliptical? Did they um, invest in the Beachbody online demand, on-demand membership? You know, what did they do and how can, if, and if that's working for them, how can I come in and help them take it to the next level? But the other reason why you want to be aware, not just of what they're doing and what's coming out, but you want to see and really notice how these bigger brands with these bigger budgets are positioning themselves in the market because they're niching down as well. Anybody can buy a Peloton, true, but the promise is very, very clear of what a Peloton is offering. It's offering an at-home amazing product that you can use and you can get on every single day and cycle with amazing live classes and um, you know a bank of classes. It's very, very clear what it is, right? It's, it's very clear, I, the promise is very clear. So for you, and you have to also think about they exploded over the last year majorly even more because their marketing was already positioned and they also lean on influencer marketing. The influencers equals other influencers who use it, but also their, um, their actual instructors and trainers are influencers in their own right. And they've done a really, really good job of leaning on that. But maybe your ideal client doesn't have a Peloton, they don't want one, but what are they doing? Who are they following in the fitness industry? And how is that company positioning themselves? And how do you need to position yourselves to either be complimentary or to be in a whole other ball game? Because the truth is most of you guys wanna actually be positioning yourselves in a completely different ball game than Peloton or Crunch Fitness or whatever you need to be positioning yourself a lot more niche with a lot more of a specific program promise, a specific promise for your studio or your online business or whatever way you provide fitness results to your clients. You wanna make sure that you stand out and that you're not, you're not actually competing with a Peloton or you're not competing with a Beachbody or a Crunch Fitness. Because if you just say, oh, fitness is self-explanatory. I had someone say this to me once, who's really smart and it's a great question and it's it's a very honest answer and it's something that most fitness business owners think oh well fitness is self-explanatory like my cycle studio is self-explanatory it's a cycle studio my um you know my gym is self-explanatory it's a gym come work out great but if you're just gonna own it's a gym come work out you're now competing with crunch fitness which is like what 30 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, or 60 bucks for the year or whatever it is, right? Or now you're competing with Peloton because just come work out or Tonal. You're, you're gonna have a really hard time positioning yourself in the market when you are competing with companies that make it really easy for users to take action with them and also that have that brand recognition and they own the market. If you wanna stand out, you gotta learn how to communicate more clearly and more effectively the results that you help people get or the unique method in which you use or the kind of person you want walking in your door and the kind of experience and community that you offer your clients, right? You have to get clear on how you are going to make yourself different and that comes with you being hyper aware of and watching and being really clear on 
what the big name people are doing. So your step one is to follow and analyze the big name players in your space. It also might not even be the kind of big name players that you're thinking. You might need to follow Peloton and analyze what they're doing and look at how they're positioning themselves and think, okay, how am I different than this? How can I, like, how can I do this differently? But you also might need to look at other brands that are complementary to what you do, like Lululemon. Is your is your customer going to Lululemon, right? And how are they communicating with their brand, with their customers? And how, like, where do you fit in with that, right? So analyzing the big brands is really important because those brands who already have that big credibility are some of the most cutting edge brands in the fitness industry. And they're going to keep coming out with really innovative and cool things. So it's important for you to keep your finger on the pulse with the market of where it's going. And one of the easiest ways you can do that is through following and analyzing these bigger brands, right? Big name players in your space, the big budgets, right? Because they also have huge research teams that they pay to research what people want and how people make decisions. Trust me, my fiance does that. <laughs> like you would be shocked how much research goes into every decision and how up on it people are. And I often see big, influencers in fitness and in wellness and in nutrition speculating where the market's going to go people will ask um you know big name influencers hey so and so where do you see the fitness industry going and they, they give you their opinion which is great but there's data for that there's actual data for that when you actually work with a market research firm when you have big budgets you know exactly what people want, exactly what they don't want, exactly why they buy from you, exactly why you know they abandon their cart, why they didn't buy, what they want more of, what they'd be interested in. These are actual things that companies invest tons and tons of money and there are specific companies and specific roles where people, it is their job to do that. That is what my fiance does. He does market research, he conducts interviews he's been on interviews all day for big name brands doing this stuff so when you're wondering okay where's the market going i'll follow some gurus in my space they don't know the brands know pay attention to the big brands they're investing the big bucks anybody else is just giving you your opinion there is just giving you their opinion and their opinion is not fact so follow the big name brands follow the breadcrumbs of success, okay? See what's coming. You wanna know what's coming. Even if you're not gonna utilize what's coming, you want to know and be up on what is coming. And that's step one. Step two is you wanna spend intentional time narrowing down your niche. We touched on this a little bit, we're gonna dive into it more right now. Figuring out how to position yourself in a way where you are either complimenting somebody else, you're complimenting a Peloton, like a lot of, um, gyms actually are like, I'm down with you. If you have a Peloton, then you should jump into our gym because you're the kind of person that we want, you know, or you know what? Nope, we don't. If you have that, we're not for you. Or hey, if you want to, you know, do CrossFit and compete, right? If you want to count your macros and get yoked, we're the gym for you. If you want to experience that feels like you're going to a club and it's like a super intense experience, we might be for you. If you're a more chill, introverted, casual, you don't really want to do a before and after picture. You just want to feel amazing. You want it more. Maybe you're more spiritual. You want to be more in touch with yourself. You would want that. Like I know there's a lot of yoga classes that do yoga that is more like 
you know, pop music or punk music or whatever. Whereas, and some people love that. My fiance sister is an instructor where that's kind of her thing and she's amazing at it and she loves it. Where I, when I'm doing yoga, I want Zen music. I want a spiritual experience. I want to get in touch with my body. Yes, I want to work out. But if I want to do like cool, fun music, I'm going to go on the Peloton or I'm going to go do a workout. I'm not opposed to doing some of those yoga classes, but that's not what I want. So how someone would target me versus her is going to be very, very different. And no matter which one you are doing, there's so much opportunity in both ways, but you have to understand like the motivations behind that and then look at what's complimentary and what people are into. And maybe like my type of person is going to go to a juice bar you know, or maybe they're gonna go looking at this kind of company or following this kind of brand and following those brands and analyzing them, following hashtags in your niche, right? If you're looking for like, a, if you're a yogi who's doing spirit, more spiritual classes or more beginner classes, you might wanna follow those hashtags like yoga beginner, see what comes up, see how people are talking about it. Go follow the 30 days with Adrian. Um, hashtag and see because that's a lot of place that many beginners start and see what people are saying see their struggles right so this is really important you gotta nail down your niche and operate from that place as well the third thing you want to do if you want to stay up on the market is have ideal client interviews regularly like it should be a constant it should be something that is systematized in your business if you don't have an ideal client interview system in your business right now, you are leaving a lot of money on the table. I guarantee you, you're not in your marketing performing the way you could. I don't care how great you are, what your budget is. You've got to be continuously interviewing, getting your ideal clients on Zoom, recording it. It's that market research that we were talking about earlier, right? Recording those interviews and analyzing them keeping your finger on the pulse, right? This is a non-negotiable. Like it is a non-negotiable in my business. I teach my clients how to do it. It's really important to learn how to do this. The other thing you wanna make sure you're doing is polling your members. I was also in a meeting recently where it was a mastermind group and people were speculating, well, members are gonna need this or want this. And then the members of the group are telling me completely different things. And I'm like, hey, have you guys even just like pulled them? <laughs> like, do, have you asked them what they like and don't like? Are you doing feedback forms? Are you, are, are you telling them, hey, give us feedback on what you like and don't like? Are you giving them a space to do that? Make sure you're doing that because it's really important long-term for them to, and ask them, what do you like? Give them a voice, right? If your company's big enough, you can pull them. I like to get my clients on ideal client interviews and ask them. And that's where I get a lot of information from them on what they like and don't like. And if they ask me for something and I don't have it, I'll say, and it's something within my scope that I know I can deliver. I'll say, hey, do you want this? Would this be helpful for you? And they say, yes. All right, I can get it to you by this date. Is that good for you? Yes, great, good, awesome. Um, so you wanna make sure you're doing that too because it's really, really important. So the bottom line is that you have got to keep your finger on the pulse. Do not be so behind that you can't accurately position yourself in the market in a way that actually brings you clients. You need to start being able to position yourself as the best solution for whatever it is that you do. 
and you can do it. It takes time, it takes years to develop and you're always gonna be evolving that. Always, always, always. So no worries at all if you haven't done it, but like don't beat yourself up over it, but take action on it, right? Like go in and do all of these three steps. They're super simple steps and start to test out your positioning. Everything on social media is testing. You wanna test, 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 test. Everything is testing, right? So test it out, see how it goes. All right, that is all. I will talk to you guys later and I hope you take some time today to do some research on your market and to think about and journal about what niche you wanna own, what problem you wanna be known for solving. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Social Strategy Slayer. Before you go, before you go, I have something really awesome for you. I have a PDF download on all of the things you need to know about creating an Instagram bio that actually converts. I know that I personally love a visual. I love to download something and actually be able to see what are my action steps? How do I take that next step? Because a huge way that people lose money or lose the game on Instagram is by not having their bio ducks in a row. They don't know how to convert their, their profile photos off. Their username is off. Their name is not optimized for SEO. They don't have their bio constructed. They don't know where to put certain things like personal values. They don't know where to put things like what their call to action is. They're all messed up on Linktree. They don't know these things. And you need to have your bio in order for you to be able to convert on Instagram. You do. It's the number one thing I tell people when I'm on my audits with them. I go through their bio and I basically tear it to shreds. And it's all out of love and it's something you can rinse and repeat. You can use this download anytime you want, but click down to the show notes and click over and download this PDF because it is going to help you keep it in your resource file. Make sure you take action on it today because this is something that up until now I've only taught in my courses, my programs, my VIP days. And still, I, I, I do tell people how to do this for their personal brand on those sessions, but you now have a PDF downloadable guide that cuts right to the chase. How do I create an Instagram bio that converts? I got you. Head to the show notes and take action on it today. Save it in your files. Make sure that you save it. You rinse and repeat it. You can use it anytime you want. So I hope you head down to the show notes. You click that and you download your guide to creating an Instagram bio that converts. It'll take you maybe 15 minutes to update. It will take you no time at all. And it'll help you actually create leads from your Instagram. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone that you love, someone that you know really could use it. And don't forget to download that guide. All right. Sending you all my love and I'll see you next week. Thank you.